it's a lot of like the human to human like personal connection thing like I love finding a song that like describes exactly how I feel or something and then you kind of feel like wow like I can't believe that you know somebody put it into words and like wrote a song about it Sound Seekers, welcome to Sound for Thought, your third or fourth favorite podcast, probably. It's a pod that attempts to uncover the reasons why people make music by talking with musically creative people about their inspirations and motivations. This episode features Donna Borges, the leading creative force behind Alt Angeles an online music publication that strives to create a community around underground music, especially in Southern California. She also founded her own independent artist services company specializing in management, PR, photography, and graphic design called Cool Mom Management. In this one, we chat about all sorts of stuff as usual, like how she got into music, how she started Alt Angeles, and how COVID has impacted the digital music landscape. She gives some advice to up-and-coming artists about how to be original and unique, and the importance of building a brand and using social media to interact with your audience. We talk about the importance of creating a more inclusive and safe environment in the music scene, which is extremely important right now, And of course, as always, she gives her take on the purpose of making music and also of listening to music. Thank you to everyone out there who has already subscribed or followed Sound for Thought on Spotify or whatever podcast listening platform you use. It really goes a long way in helping us. And if you want to keep up with this show and other cool content, including updates on our sister podcast, Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords with John Pagliasotti, Definitely follow us on Instagram if you have not already. It's at Redefining Records. Check out the Alt Angeles website or give them a follow on basically every social media site at Alt Angeles to keep up with their content as well. As always on this show, before we jump into the interview, we're going to listen to a little music. Today, our guest Donna wanted to feature a track from Joy Noise. It's a recording from their recent Jam in the Van session and the song is called Joy 2. Then after the interview, at the end of the show, you'll hear another track she recommends called On and Off by Modern Color. All right, that's it. Stay safe, be kind, keep making cool shit, and enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. To the fallen choir While the station's dressed in fire And reality's become its own satire Nothing to see in a world gone Found a scripture, holy graffiti Rage on a parade down the street When you take your last breath on her copper's knee Get out of bed, suffocate the police
your loss, incompetent call. It ain't me, the copper started the brawl. And he who rises will one day fall. Hang the fat orange man on the hooked cross. Belly of dice with the satanic nun. Question the people that we've become. Instead, he's turned to an ancient tongue. Nothing to see in a world gone mad. like to start by kind of getting an idea of of how you got into music as somebody who's very involved and somebody who has made music a big part of your life did you grow up in a musical household or like were your parents musicians are you a musician yourself those are kind of my big first questions yeah so um my parents aren't musicians but my dad was like really into music like he's always buying like the super nice speakers so he can listen to everything like high quality and whatever. So I grew up listening to like a lot of alternative rock. Um, and then I actually did become a musician myself. Um, I was taking like singing classes in fifth grade. I taught myself how to play guitar, bass, ukulele, some piano, random, you know, random instruments and stuff. So, but I still, I don't really consider myself a musician now, but I, um, learned a lot about music theory and stuff through that. And then naturally just growing up listening to bands and like finding smaller bands through Spotify and stuff like in high school. I think that's what really made me want to get into the music industry because I was finding lots of these really good 
local bands from like all over the country and I was just shocked that they didn't have like a bigger audience or like a bigger fan base and so that's kind of why I wanted to start All Angeles and like lots of my other projects kind of revolve around helping those smaller artists like find audiences and connect with people that would really like their music. Yeah, totally. I think that is fantastic. What kind of stuff was your dad playing for you? You you kind of said alternative rock type stuff. Do you do you remember some of the stuff he was playing? Oh yeah, he definitely he played like the classic like 90s rock like <laughs> uh Red Hot Chili Peppers, Nirvana. Um he really liked like Jack White and the White Stripes. <laughs> He's really into like blues stuff. Um, I I also listen to a lot of classic rock because of him. Like I'm really into like Queen and like David Bowie and those kind of artists. Um, But yeah, just like pretty much everything in the rock sphere was what he listened to and what I grew up on. Nice. And is that what you what you tried to learn how to play when you were when you were learning all those instruments? Yeah, definitely like indie rock type things. Um, Love Arctic Monkeys and the strokes and those kind of bands. So that's kind of like what I first started playing back then. Nice. What were a few, I mean, if you remember, what were some of the first bands you discovered? Uh, you mentioned like being on Spotify or, or you know, streaming places and, and finding these like kind of lesser known local bands from all over. Do you remember kind of the first few that you found that kind of blew you away? Yeah, I think, well, I remember my friend group in high school, we were all like finding music and showing it to each other and stuff. And one of the first bands that we all really like bonded over and really loved was Hippocampus, which now they're pretty big. Um, But back then, I think they were still like, they were still in high school too, I think, or just out of high school. And um, they had just released like their first EP. And I remember we were just like obsessed with them. And they were just so good. And also there's this band Vista Kicks um, that I, I think I listened to them back when they were called Babe before they changed their name. And that was another band that I just like really loved. I think they kind of got me into like the SoCal like surf rock type scene um, yeah. before I got, really got into the scene like I am now. At what point did you go from seeing this issue with like, oh, there's so many bands out there that are not getting enough attention to to actually like making Alt Angeles and, and having like, you know, it's one thing. So many people have like ideas of like, oh, I should do something about this, like, or I, I want to get involved with this. But to like go from that idea to actually like building the site um, you know, what kind of drove you to do that? Was it just you or was it like a team effort? Yeah. So, um, my friend Allison and I actually originally came up with the idea like junior of high school and it had gone through like a couple like versions of like us with under different names and like just us writing and stuff. And it it never really did much um, or went anywhere. Um, and then it was the summer after our freshman year of high school or of the freshman year of college. Um, we ended up getting a, like a little team together of our friends that wanted to write. Um, and I built the website and we launched it in May, 2018. I think it was just kind of like 
us deciding that we're going to do it and like getting more people behind it because before the times that we had tried to do similar things it was just us and you know when you're in high school you don't really I don't know I feel like in high school we weren't as committed about it but after Uh being in college and having the free time like I think we just kind of decided to do it yeah and have you known since like high school that you kind of want to commit to to being a part of the music industry and and working on this project or has this always been like something you've been doing on the side of like also another program I don't know if you're studying anything else in school or or if you have anything else going on um yeah I think I've always wanted to be in music I don't think that I really knew how many roles there were in the music industry and like how many different avenues there were to take in high school when I was like playing music a lot I like wanted to be in a band and everything um yeah But then, you know, of course, Um, but then um, (laughs) as I kind of started learning more about the industry, I think that was what I wanted to do. I'm studying marketing at school, um, which I just like doing creative things. And I figured doing creative things in business, you know, will translate well to anything in like the entertainment industry and music industry. So what school are you going to right now? If you don't Um, I'm going to Loyola Marymount University in L.A. Nice. Yeah. Do you like it there? Yeah, I do. I'm kind of bummed because it's my last year and everything's on Zoom, so we're not getting all of our fun, yeah. like, senior end of year things. So I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of over the Zoom cl- classes. I just want to graduate. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I, I haven't been in school myself. I graduated in 2018 from Santa Barbara, but um, my girlfriend's a grad student. I've been watching her do all her classes through Zoom, and it seems it seems rough. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely not fun. Not fun to not see your friends and stuff. Yeah. How has, you know, the pandemic and COVID impacted your project with, with Alt Angeles? What kind of changes have come about from that? I want to say, I don't know if it's been necessarily good or bad. I guess the the bad part is that we are, haven't been able to throw any shows Um, I started throwing shows in 2019 through Los Angeles and like that was something that I was like really finding like finding that I really liked a lot like putting together lineups and booking and like I was starting to to get in touch with bigger venues and things like that so I was kind of bummed that everything just sort of got shut down and canceled and I feel like all the growth that I had kind of made within like booking had kind of stopped Um, so hopefully once everything comes back it'll keep going Um, but it's also kind of a good thing because um Obviously, our platform's online, and, like, it's been nice to be able to use that when people are pretty much just stuck looking at their phones and their computers Mm -hmm. and stuff, Um, and it's also given me more time to, like, work on the magazine that we just put out, and, like, uh, we filmed some live sessions um, back in November, so, like, things like that. It's been kind of nice to work on other projects and have that extra time, but then, of course, you know, still no shows. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Are you seeing more people... Like, are you are you increasing followers and, in like, side traffic and stuff? Yeah, for sure. We've grown a ton this year. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've been growing pretty consistently throughout. But, yeah, I was, I'm surprised that we've continued to grow as much as we have with um, COVID and everything. But, yeah, we've been doing pretty good, which I'm happy about. That's awesome. And I saw, yeah, you just uh, – the first print magazine. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited. They actually um, just came in the mail because I did a pre-order before I ordered them, and they just came in the mail, but they're at my parents' house, so I'm waiting to see them. They look really nice, though. Um, 
but yeah, it was really fun to put together. Um, the team was super excited about it. I think it's just cool to have something physical mm-hmm. um, to like hold in your hands and be like, we made this kind of thing. It's like a lot different than just like uploading stuff to a website. So I don't know. I just, um, it was really fun to make. And um, it was, it's basically focused around the future of the scene. Like every article um, kind of touches on things that are changing in the future or like artists that I think are going to be doing well um, during COVID and post COVID. So it's kind of, it's kind of a fun, um, a fun little magazine, little project that we worked on. I'm very excited to send it out to everybody so everybody can see it in the flesh. Definitely. I think it's super cool with, I mean, as you said, the world being so digital now, it's kind of refreshing that you're still, you still took the step to make that happen and and put something in print. Mm Mm-hmm when you hadn't done that before uh it wasn't like reviving something that existed before it was like you're still starting something mm-hmm. um that's in print that's really cool uh do you expect to do i guess it'll probably depend on how it all goes but do you see yourself doing more of that in the future yeah i think so um it's just it's a lot of work on my end too so i i also need to see like what goes on after i graduate and stuff but like i really want to keep doing issues um they've been really fun and like the we got a ton of pre-orders like people seemed really hyped about it all the bands are always happy to um be interviewed for them and stuff I just I don't know I think I think print could be coming back Um, yeah so yeah I don't know it's fun so why not yeah absolutely um and one topic I was like pretty interested in in talking to you about um has to do with what's somewhat related because you know you're selling the magazines, I think he's fifteen dollars each. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty cheap. Not, not expensive. But how do you see Alta Angeles? I don't know if you make money now or like you wanted to make money, but you're obviously a marketing student, and the world we live in like requires money, and like we all want to do things that we love to do, and we want to be involved with music. But music industry is such a hard place to make money. I'm kind of curious to hear a little bit about if you have if Alt Angeles is making money or if you have a plan to turn it into like a profitable business at some point, or if you're going to always keep the focus on, you know, the content before all else. Yeah. This is a question I have for myself too. Cause, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause we, we don't really make any money. Like not like I don't pay, like all of our writers are volunteer based. I don't really pay yeah. myself through it. Um, I kind of just put any money that we make, from like from the magazines from um we like get money through submit hub getting submissions um used to make some money on shows but not very much um I just put all that into like the Alt Angeles fund and I just (laughs) use that to do other projects um and things like that I would love to have it be something that's profitable but I'm not quite sure how I'm gonna go about doing that because like you said like I do want to keep the content First and foremost, like on brand with like what all Angeles has been. Like I don't want to sell out in any way necessarily, uh-huh. um, but I'm not quite sure how to build it so that it does make money. I think doing the magazines could work if they um, keep doing as well as they did, but I don't. I don't know if that would ever be enough to like, you know, sustain yeah. me as like a full time, <laughs> a full time yeah. thing. But yeah, which would it would be awesome if it could. Yeah, I really wish the amount of work that well, the amount of work that I put in and the amount of work that the whole team puts in writing content for yeah. it. Like, I really wish that I could like 
that it was profitable enough for me to like pay them for their work and their dedication, but just how Absolutely. it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I think so many people out there who aren't in content creation don't understand like the amount of time that goes into, you know, putting out digital content, whether it be, you know, reviews, blogs, articles, whatever it is, uh, you know, it takes a shitload of time. Um, oh yeah, for I sure. mean, I can I can just tell looking at at all of your stuff how much time you put into this, and it it's like crazy that so many and there's a, a lot of other people out there who do similar work, and and very few of these people uh, and people like you are actually being like compensated for it in any way, even though it's like really awesome work. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know it's yeah. I I guess if it's something you're passionate about, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't, I don't really mind doing it, but it is a lot more work than people think. Um, Just keeping everything in line too, because I'm pretty much the only person who like oversees everything Mm -hmm. um, on top of like doing school and everything else. Like, so it gets to be a lot sometimes, but I love doing it. So I make it work, I guess. (laughs) So you mentioned like, kind of seeing how things go after you finish school do you you expect to probably like try to look for some kind of job um are you going to look for something like with another media outlet or, or something involved with music yeah I think um well I've interned I've interned at Live Nation and I interned with um B Frank Management which was just um kind of acquired I guess by um Shelter Music Group so I'm kind of hoping that maybe I'll be able to get something in like show promotion or artist management, like on a, on a more like corporate level, something more secure than the stuff that I'm doing. Um, I don't really know though yet. I'm kind of nervous about it because obviously the music industry isn't like in the best state it's been. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that, um, I'll be able to find something. Um, and of course I'm going to keep doing, um, all my side projects while working, of course. (laughs) So yeah, you also have cool mom management. Mm -hmm. So after I interned at Live Nation, I kind of realized I loved being at Live Nation, but I kind of realized that like I wanted a little bit more like creative control at my job sort of. Uh Um, And so I was thinking about artist management for a while. And then when I first started interning with Brian, I kind of realized that like I really love the idea of like being like the one person that like a band comes to for everything. And like you kind of like keep everything organized. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe I want to be an artist manager. And I've always really loved this band, Joy Noise. And we were kind of friends. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to ask them if they need a manager. And so I asked them. And the lead singer, Koch, was just like, sure. And that was about a year ago. And um, Well, if I find God again, maybe he'll tell me his secrets. Intuition is bleeding. And my loaded ego keeps on. It's been really fun managing them, and they're working on their their debut album, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, it's been good so far. That's awesome. Even I'm somebody sort of involved with music industry stuff, and I'm always still kind of mystified by like people's jobs. Like, what kind of what kind of stuff do you do for them? Yeah, um, it it really varies. It's a lot of like day to day stuff. But since they're not signed to a label, or they don't really like like have like anybody else on their team I kind of handle everything so like I kind of um I like help them with PR I help keep things organized for them I come to all their meetings and give um like my opinion on like different things that they're recording um 
pretty much any like errands that they need. I, you know, like those mm-hmm. kind of things I do, um, kind of just keeping track of all the back end stuff, um, reaching out to venues once shows come back. Um, yeah, just getting them connected with people. I mean, that's really, it's really a very like abstract job. There's not like set things, but it's pretty much just like, you know, there's, they're very busy, like work focusing on the music. So I pretty much handle everything in the background that they need. Um, Lately, it's been slow because they haven't been releasing too much music. But once their album comes out, I'm going to be working constantly <laughs> yeah. to help with the promotion and marketing of that, too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. That was a bunch of stuff. It's also, you know, I kind of mentioned how so many people out there just looking at their phones and consuming content don't realize how much time goes into content. But there's also so many people out there. If you're not a musician or if you don't know musicians, you also don't realize how much time people put into their music. And, and like trying to be a band is like trying to run a full-time business. It's like a full-time job. And most of them also have jobs on the side. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So I know it's, yeah, <laughs> you, you know, better than anyone. Yeah. That's one of like the biggest things. Cause there, there's four guys in Joy Noise and they all have their different job schedules, you know, their own lane school schedules, things and like all that going on. So like one of the hardest things is just getting everybody like available at the same time, even just to like practice or record or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, they, and they all put a lot of work on their own time too into like songs that they've written and stuff. Yeah. It's definitely a lot more work than you think. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's pretty cool that they're uh, you said, you said they're a four piece, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like this is the reason there's been kind of more of a trend towards solo artist slash you know just like one man bands type thing where they call themselves a band but they're really just one person yeah because it's just so hard everybody's lives are so much more complicated I feel than in past generations that it's like hard to just line things up yeah that's really true I also feel like it's hard I I know something that um the, the guys always talk about is like finding people who are on the same page as you and are in it to like, you know, make it like something that they're going to be doing for a long time, like make it into a career. And then they're, you know, and weeding out the people that are just in it to have fun kind of thing. Um, once you start getting serious. So I think that's another thing too, is like, are you, are you in it just to have fun and like play shows and stuff? Or are you in it to try to like make it somewhere and like get your music out? Yeah, totally. And that's kind of another topic I was kind of curious about talking about is just for people who are maybe just putting together a band or, or just starting out some sort of musical project. I was wondering if you could give like some recommendations on like, what do you think somebody, a band or a person, musician just starting out should do? How should they spend their time? I feel like a lot of bands try really hard to like maybe like emulate other bands or something or like try to try to come off a certain way and it comes off really like not genuine so like my advice Mm -hmm. I guess would be like just like be yourself and write what you what you want to write and like don't try to like copy anybody else just like be yourself and create something unique because if if you're creating something different and it's like coming from you and you're not trying to like I don't know, like fit into a cliche or something, then like people are going to see that and they're going to like appreciate it a lot more. Um, so I'd say that I'd also say, um, I don't know, I'm as a marketing person, I love like branding and stuff. So I feel yeah. like 
obviously like make sure you have like a good artist brand and image especially because everything revolves around social media and streams and stuff and I see a lot of artists just like not take that seriously and not like use it to their full advantage um so that from the business side of things that would be my recommendation is just like create like a good authentic brand that you like and and use it to connect with people online absolutely I mean, that's exactly what I was kind of hoping you would say. It's just, I feel like it's, and that's, and that's so much easier said than done, but it is so important. And I still feel like there's a lot of musicians out there who really want to focus on the music and, and that's good too. Obviously you want your music to be good. And, and if you could hire a manager, then you could just focus on the music. But a lot of bands are out there without any kind of help. And they don't, are, they're not putting time into, you know, the branding and the social mm-hmm. media and stuff. And it's just so, it feels like it's essential that you, that you do that stuff these days. And uh, I still feel like so many, there's so many talented people out there making music that are not, that are not going anywhere because they're not being heard. They're not being seen. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. There's some people on Submit Hub will, like, send me their music for all Angeles and, like, I'll approve it because I'm like, wow, this is so good. And, like, the other day I had somebody message me and be like, oh, we don't, like, use Instagram for our band. Like, we don't really like social media stuff. So, like, we're just just tag, like, (laughs) our, like, label or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. How can you not? You can't play shows right now. How can you not have, like, an Instagram, even if it's only updated when you release stuff, I, that just like blew my mind. I was like, you're doing it wrong and your music's good too. So, yeah. you know, it's just disappointing. Lost potential, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm bummed about it too. There's there's a lot of people out there like that. Uh, and a lot of good stuff is not, is not getting heard. Uh, and it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Same. But I'm glad, yeah. I mean, that's why I was excited to talk to you. You're also passionate about that, and and people like you are helping bands get heard. So that's that helps for sure. Um, is there anything about the industry? And this is like a vague question, so I, I take it as you will. But like, is there anything about the music industry that you would want to change? Is there something that like we could do to make things easier for like an unknown talent to to get heard and seen? There's a lot of things that I want to change about the music yes, industry. Okay. I, I love the music industry very much and the scene and everything about music, but there's there's a lot of things that need to change. Um, I guess to what you were saying about helping um, like lesser known bands get somewhere or like have more opportunity, I feel like there's lots of like gatekeeping going on with artists. Um, obviously, the industry is about who you know and like having connections with people, but I feel like... Um, Something that I didn't really like about like certain shows and things that were going on in um, at least here in like SoCal is like it seemed like lots of the same bills were being put out like the same like four bands are playing with each other like every month or something and after a while it just got kind of boring I'm like I kind of want to see somebody I haven't seen before here Um, and so that's something that I like have always tried to do with the all Angeles shows is like try to get like new people and like bands that haven't played with each other so that they can network with each other and like you know just keep growing and and see can um get their music out to new people that might not see them at shows and stuff um so that's one thing I would say um is like that kind of thing um 
I guess if we want to go deeper, um, yes, goody. obviously, as a woman in the music industry, I think that there needs to be more, um, more of like an inclusive and, and safe vibe in the scene. Um, not only just with local shows, but like bigger shows, obviously, even like the corporate music industry has its issues. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working on my journalism capstone. I'm a journalism minor and I'm basically writing it about, um, how we can make the music music scene and like music industry safer for women and gender nonconforming people. So um, that's something I'm really passionate about. I feel like um, luckily I haven't had too many like run-ins with people. Um, I don't know with myself feeling unsafe or anything like that. But like I've heard lots of stories from friends, people I know. Um, things yeah. happen at shows and stuff, and like it's just not okay. And I, I think that we're moving in the right direction, but I think that's something that I'd like to see change once um, shows come back. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's at least some more attention is being brought to the issue, which is good. Um, but I agree completely. And I, I would definitely like to hear some of your ideas. I mean, if they're, whenever they're ready, you just mentioned you're working on that for your, for your minor. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to hearing some of those ideas whenever they're ready. Yeah, hopefully I'll be able to publish it once I'm done yeah. writing it on All Angeles. Um, I was thinking that. I was like, that'd be a great yeah, piece. I, I spoke to a woman who does training for um, like venue staff and fans. Um, she does pretty much anybody in the industry. Um, and she does like a, like a bystander prevention um, program that's like music focused, like how to intervene if you see something sketchy happening at a show. And um, Nice. She just added online classes and like you can do like a certificate course. So I kind of want to take it um, and get kind of certified so I can learn more about that just because I think that's important. Um, I don't know, to know how to intervene and how to keep people safe, especially as like a show promoter myself once shows come back. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It'll add another layer of credibility because obviously I don't want anything um, bad happening to anybody at any of my shows. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you... uh... Do you have a name for, for that woman or her program? Oh, yeah. Um, she Her name is Kim Warnick, and she um, does these trainings through – it's called Calling All Crows. Um, I believe that they're centered – their headquarters are in Boston, but they're doing online programs now, um, individual and group. The group ones are kind of expensive, in my opinion, but um, obviously it's important work, and it's a resource that I haven't seen going around a lot. And so when I found her information, I was very excited because I told her that I even told her, I was like, I used to book shows and I really like would love to have, you know, like everybody that, you know, on the All Angeles team and like anybody who'd want to join, like do something like that. Cause I think that's really cool and important to know. That seems like a no brainer that something everyone should be doing really. Yeah, for sure. Even in other industries too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know some companies try to bring that stuff in, but it rarely, it rarely works well or is effective. So it, there needs to be more of it for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, well, that's really cool. Is there anything else about kind of the way things are in general that you would change from, from any other perspective, not just from like trying to help talent break out, but something that could make things easier for like a journalist or like a content creator like yourself? Um, I don't, I don't really know. I haven't thought about this. I, I, like you were saying before, I wish people realized like how much time and effort goes into it. I feel like 
lots of people want to be like, oh, like you're just doing, you know, like lots of people, including like my parents and things like that. Um, they don't like see value in things if it's not making money or something like that. You know what I mean? Like they see it as a waste of time, but when you're like passionate about it and you like doing like those kind of creative things, it's like a lot different to you. And so like, that's something that I wish would maybe change is like, um, people seeing the arts and like the creative fields as like not real jobs or something like that, I guess. Um, yeah, no, that's a great answer. And that's kind of like, I was thinking about that too is, you know, it's hard It's hard to do this stuff, like you said, because if it doesn't make money, there's a lot of people who don't value it. But there's obviously an audience for it. There's a lot of people, everybody is consuming content like crazy right now. Oh, yeah. So it's obviously like valuable, but like for some reason, like actual monetary value is not being put on it, which I think yes, is, is crazy. Weird. And I'm like, how do we, I'm trying to figure out how to fix it, honestly. Cause it's like, and it's the same thing for musicians, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of the, the big reason musicians quit or, or stop going for it is because they just aren't making money. And they, you know, we have, this is like a society that requires money to live and, and people are not being compensated for, for their work, even though their work is being consumed, which is like crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, calling out Spotify and yeah, all the that's other streaming where I was going. services. Um, maybe pay your artists. That would be cool. Um, the amount of money. Well, well, just watching. I've never been involved with like the studio side of like bands and things like that. So watching Joy Noise record that album and the amount of time and like money it takes to like, you know, just like get it recorded and like book studio time and like get a mixer and all those kind of things like they put so much of their own money into it just to yeah. create like good solid like a good solid piece of work and then they put it on Spotify and Spotify is like oh all that hard work you put into that song we're gonna give you like half a cent yeah. I just think that's ridiculous <laughs> and not fair it, at all it really is um it kind of sucks it's yeah, just it really like does. the money is just not going to the right places which which is really unfortunate. But hopefully, I don't know, hopefully we can figure something out and uh, get artists and, and creative people paid properly. I don't know how. I'm trying to figure it out actively. Yeah, I know. I wish I, wish I knew how because that um, would be, that'd be great. But there's, I don't know, there's just no way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it feels that way right now. Hopefully something yeah. will come up, but... I always like to kind of get into uh, like a deeper uh, topic of, of my show is always to ask musicians or, or musically creative people what why they're making music. So this is kind of a also a vague question that you could take a lot of different ways, but what do you think the point of making music is and, and why should anybody spend their time doing it? I never know how to like word how oh, I just feel about this about this question. Yeah, this just word whatever you just say, you know, just speak whatever comes to your mind. Yeah, I guess I guess like for me at least like I listen to music because I like I guess how it makes me feel whether that be like the actual like sound of the music or the lyrics. So I feel like people make music to like share their emotions or like tell a story or something, you know, like as like a creative outlet. Um and, like, I guess they make it, like, in the hopes that people like me and, like, other um, music lovers and fans and stuff will, like, find something to relate to in that. And, like, 
I don't know, maybe like feel less alone or um, I don't know. It's a lot of like the human to human, like personal connection thing. Like I love finding a song that like describes exactly how I feel or something. And then you kind of feel like, wow, like I can't believe that, you know, somebody put it into words and like wrote a song about it. Um, so I, I don't know. I guess that's why <laughs> that's what I think. That's yeah. what I think why people make music. Yeah, that's that great. Make sense, but no, it totally did. I mean, a lot of the reasons to make music are the same reasons to listen to music, and mm-hmm. and it's good to to get the question answered from both sides too. And uh, I think that was a great answer. Any answer is good. There's no uh, there's no right answer, no wrong answer. What kind of music do you connect with most? I mean, you're obviously in the music journalism industry so you you have a wide range of taste and and you probably listen to a lot of different types of music but is there some certain aspects or certain characteristics of music that you that you listen for that seem to stand out to you when you're listening I don't really I don't really know if there's like specific things but like I can tell like when I hear a song for the first time like there's like a like a switch or something I don't know like I can tell when I'm just like whoa this is so good yeah. Um, I guess quality wise, I don't know. Like I was saying before about like bands, it's like I, I don't like hearing stuff that I feel like I've heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like hearing like cool, unique things that sound different, like still in like the indie sphere because that's mainly what I listen to. But like, I don't know. I just like hearing stuff that I can tell. Like I can't, I don't listen to it. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like Green Day or oh, that sounds like, you know, like the 1975 yeah. or Tame Impala. Like I like hearing stuff that sounds like, nothing else different you know yeah that yeah. sound that's you can't really compare to anything else I think that's what I look for and I, I also just really like I like more upbeat music than slow music personally but that's also just slow yeah. music makes me sad <laughs> yeah totally no that's a great answer what what kind of what are some new I know you've you posted stuff like this on your site and on on your channel before but maybe for our listeners what are what are some new artists or albums you're looking forward to in 2021 Oh man, okay. Um, I just well, my sister was listening to this band, um, and then I found out they're from LA. But there's this band called Modern Color. They're from South Bay. I don't really know how to describe them. I don't want to say that they're hardcore because they're like, I don't know. But they were really, they're really good. So I've been listening to them a lot. I like really want to like see if they do more more things i don't know a lot about them yet but i'm very excited um i'm excited obviously for joy noise's new album not to keep uh plugging their stuff but oh please um it's so good like i'm really excited for their their album like it's a complete departure from their old stuff like their old stuff's very like punk like i'm gonna fuck it all up angsty teenage vibes and like their new album is just like very like good mature like rock very it's just it's really good I'm very excited for everybody to hear it um and I guess one more I'll just say one more um this shoegaze band Millie from LA I love them too um they're putting out an EP in April and I'm really looking forward to that um and they they just put out like two singles from the EP and they're really really good. I've been obsessed with them. So I can't get past Galaxies wish you well. 
great. I, uh, a, a huge reason I wanted to talk to you was also just to get recommendations from you. Oh yeah, so. I have plenty. I have plenty of those. Yes, yes, and I'll anybody send you listening, some after. <laughs> yeah, just follow Alt Angeles or uh, you know any of Donna's channels, and you'll you'll get more recommendations. Yeah, literally, just DM me. I'll send you stuff if you ask. That's cool. Maybe you can like pers- that'd be like kind of a fun like thing to do. Like offer like personalized recommendations to you know people oh, who follow cool. you. That's like, a good idea. You could give them like a five question, a couple questions they answer, and you hit them with a recommendation. Mm-hmm. That's that'd actually a really good idea. Be like, what genres do you like? What bands do you like? I'll yeah. send you something. That'd be really cool, actually. Giving me good ideas. Yeah, good. Let's see it. I want if you do it, then I will. I'll participate. Here's kind of a fun one related, but if you have your phone nearby, I, I always like to see what people's last saved song is on Spotify, like their most recent. Okay, well, the last one I added was one that I think I thought I already had added, and it was Heart Tattoo by Joyce Manor. A real tattoo. I want yeah, that was the last one I saved. That was this morning. <laughs> cool. That's fun. Um, do you have any pets? Yes. Please tell me everything um, about your pets. Okay. Um, they don't live with me. They live with my parents. But I have a, I think she's like 13 years old, my 13-year-old um, Wheaton Terrier. Her oh. name is Molly. She's the best. Um, I have two bunnies. One's named Stormy and one's named S'mores. S'mores is technically my sister's, but they're like, they're the they're the family pets still. Yeah, it's family. Um, and then... In October, this little black kitten started hanging out around my house, and naturally my mom fed it, and now she lives with us, and her name is Amber, and she's crazy, Um, (laughs) so we have a lot of pets at our house back home. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. They're all great. What do you enjoy doing besides music-related things? Obviously, you're a student, and you mentioned studying marketing and journalism, but what are what, do you have any other hobbies and stuff that you like to do? Yeah, um, I guess I really like thrifting and like finding like vintage and secondhand clothes and kind of home decor now. I don't know, but that's really fun. Um, yeah. I like to cook and bake, I guess, but probably more cooking. Um, and I've also, which I, I do this for all Angeles and stuff too, but I've been kind of like into graphic design on like Photoshop and stuff. I like wish totally. I could do more illustration type things, but it's been really fun just like making graphics for all Angeles and joy noise and whatever. Um, so sometimes I do like my own random designs and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. They're all really weird. good. <laughs> I'm, I'm super impressed Thank with you. the uh, the visuals on your site. What kind of stuff do you like to cook? Oh man. Um anything and everything? Yeah, pretty much everything. It it really depends. Um I made a really good pasta last night. I make this really well, I found it from a TikTok chef guy. <laughs> oh yeah, um, that's where I get a ton of recipes. Yeah, they're so good. It's do you have you seen um Jeremy Sheck? Uh not no, but I will check him out. Oh, he's so good. He he has this um like vodka pasta rigatoni stuff and it's like Ooh. so good and like I've made it like four times since I saw the TikTok and 
now that I'm thinking about it, I really want it again. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's always fun to make. I don't know. I make ran- random things that I feel like making. Um, well, we're pretty much done. Do you have anything you want to add or say to the people, to the listeners? Um, I don't really know. If, if you guys have checked out All Angeles, thank you. I appreciate everybody who actually like cares about what we post because – you know, like you're saying, like, we don't make money from it. So, like, I get really excited when, like, anytime we get a new follower, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, somebody looked at the page and, like, wanted to follow it. And that makes me so happy. So, like, thank you guys for, you know, liking what we're doing and stuff. And if you haven't yet, check it out. Yeah. I recommend checking it out as well. Um, can you recommend – I always ask at the end if you would like. It's not mandatory. But can you recommend another – musician or musically creative person or a group of people that I could interview on this podcast for a future episode. Yes. Um, you should interview Joy Noise. (laughs) Hell yeah. Of course. They'd definitely be down to do that. Um, you should interview my good friend, Alyssa Cornier, who, um, is a photographer and she does cosmic balloon booking. Mm -hmm. Um, and now she's been doing like, um, sort of like artist manager stuff with some of the bands that she's friends with. So I think she'd be a great person to talk to. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. That would be great. And, uh, well, we already shouted out kind of that people should go check it out. Do you have any other, um, social media or like links and stuff that you want to throw at people? Um, I'm going to try to start making all Angeles TikToks again. Yeah. So follow us on TikTok. Check out, I, I don't know, I guess you can check out the Cool Mom website and stuff. I'm trying to do like more services for bands, like PO, like little like things that a manager would do, but like yeah, just like little like one-off type things. So like if you can't really afford a manager, but you want like help with PR or whatever, you can like hit me up through Cool Mom and I can try to help you <laughs> with stuff. Um, Yeah, I don't really know. You can DM me and ask for recommendations now. <laughs> yeah. A new service. Yeah, new service. Perfect. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I got. Keep keep doing what you're doing. Keep making cool shit. Um, would you like to virtually high five? Yes. Okay, Maybe. I'll count down. I'll do three, two, one, and then we'll and then we'll high five. Okay. Okay. Three, two, one. And as always, perfectly in sync. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for uh, making the time. Hold on, there is something wrong In the way that you greet me What's up? Come on, you bring the end of Bear the news of your heartbreak Days go by, I know I'm different. Oh, I'm
listening to this podcast. I know there are a million podcasts out there for you to listen to, and I really appreciate you giving this one a shot. If you enjoyed it, please check out one of our other episodes, discover some more new music, discover a new musically creative person or band that you may not have heard of before. Don't forget to subscribe or give us a follow on whatever podcast listening platform you're using. Thanks again to Donna for coming on the show. Follow at Alt Angeles on Instagram to keep up with her content and a bunch of cool stuff. Check out the first edition of their new print magazine. It's just 15 bucks on their website, and it seems super sick. I'm going to try to get my hands on one myself. As always, thank you to the Judd Zingle Project for our theme and introduction music. Follow us on Instagram at Redefining Records to keep up with this show and other cool content. New episodes every other week in alternation with our sister podcast, Bands, Beers, and Buzzwords. So there'll be another new episode of that pod coming out next week. Look for it, listen to it. Thank you very much.